Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Good morning. Hernancia is here, host of the Business Bros podcast, where we are helping you take control of your own branding, your own marketing, so that you can create wealth today and generational wealth tomorrow. Today's guest is doing something amazing, something that's near and dear, especially to my wife's heart, who makes me uh, repurpose my bags over and over and over again. She's taking tr- uh, plastic and turning it into something beautiful. So without further ado, Mavis Herrera, welcome to the program. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So I want to know a little bit about uh, who you are and how you came up with this idea. And uh, we'll see how it goes from there. Okay, so my name is Mavis Carolina Herrera, and about a year ago, I left the corporate world, and I decided to do something uh, with the environment. And so I'm so first of all, I like to travel a lot by myself. So two years ago, I went to Oaxaca and lived in the mountains, and I met two ladies, and pretty much they teach me how nature. If you take care of nature, nature takes care of you. Mm-hmm. And I promised I was going to come back and help them somehow. I was going to come back. I was like, I need to come back with these ladies. So two years after, I decided to leave my corporate job. And I went back and I looked for the two ladies. And I say, I have an idea. Let's create bags but made out of recycled plastic. Because they know how to wave the bags. And they're like, yes, senorita, let's do it. And I was okay, like, hold perfect. on, hold on. Before we go on with that, because that's a <clears throat> that's a great, I mean, we're going to talk about helping them out as well as helping you out. But before that, why did you leave a comfortable job? Like what was going on in your life that you decided I'm leaving corporate world and I'm taking this risk to do something that nobody's doing and bring it here? So I, I wanted to leave like three years back, I have... Um, a health issue, my heart rate dropped to 28 bits per minute and I was in intensive care and I don't know if I was going to wake up again. So after that, I decided to leave my life with a meaningful purpose every day because if this is going to be the last day of my life, it's going to be the best day of my life. And I decided to start living life with a purpose, meaning giving back. Um, It's something that I kind of grew up a lot. I grew up in San Quintin, Baja California, Mexico. There's a lot of poverty and my dad teach me that you can give back and help the community without being rich millionaire. And I decided I wanted, I, I can do, I can help people. So why not? Prior and, to, uh, to the heart condition, did you live life that way? Or, or was it something that you've had this epiphany once, once you realized that you had this condition, like things yep. changed? 
it just happened. I mean, I was um, training a lot. I do, I run a lot. I do bike a lot. So I was very in an athlete mood. And then suddenly it's just, I, I was running in the mountains and I just collapsed and boom, I was in the intensive care and it just changed my life. And I was like, if I can do something, why not? You know, there's a lot of people who go through traumatic experiences like that. And and break down like they, they give up on life they're like you know what this is not fair i was perfectly healthy everything is happening to me woe is me you took a completely different approach you're like you know what i'm this is life is precious and i want to leave my mark tell me a little bit about like what was going on through your head when you when you woke up in intensive care well every like my body wasn't responding i was connecting to a lot of machines and i was like in intensive care and the next thing that I see on the window was a bunch of doctors ready for my heart to give up and either try to bring me back to life. But my body, like I remember I was, it was feeling so weak. So like out of control that every time I will wake up, like I didn't know if that was going to be the last time I was going to open my eyes because like literally after 10 minutes, I will fall asleep. And my heart rate was like dropping and dropping. And it just, it was, it was, it was tough. And I didn't tell my parents or no one. I didn't tell my friends after three days. Um, so you were in the hospital in that state by yourself? Yes. Um, yes. So since I'm 13 years old, I haven't lived with my parents. They sent me to the U.S. But I mean, I know I should call them, right? But I, I was like, I'm in good hands. I'm with the doctors. I did tell my mom after a week when I was released. Did you tell her how bad it was? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> she would have been really I mad at her. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, is that something that, that has been fixed since or, um, it has changed my life. Um, definitely like I can't no longer run like 30 miles or I can't no longer bike a hundred miles like I used to anymore. It, everything has to be limited, um, for now. Um, there are some options, but right now I'm I'm getting used to my new body, my new heart rate, and I know what to do. And I'm just going to continue living life, bringing out the best of it. All right. So you go through a super life-changing experience, and now you've decided you want to do something different. You want to leave an impact in this world. And so you, what, what brought you to like the environmental aspect? Cause you could have done almost anything. You could have planted trees, you could have built, you know, missions, you could have gone back home and, and, you know, done a number of things. Why, why the environment? So prior to leaving the corporate job, I mean, after I was working for almost 11 years in international business, um, the last job I stayed there for five years, which is a great job and everything. But I was seeing a problem that, that it wasn't right. Like I study renewable energy, plastic pollution, and like doing international business, bringing product from other countries to another island. At the end, we were creating a pr problem that like what we're going to do with all the plastic, all the trash, these countries where we're taking the product, they don't have laws. They don't know how to recycle this. It stays there for longer. Instead of creating a solution, we're creating another problem that no one is looking at it. And at that time, like no one cares because you're more focused on production, inventory, profit, margins. And I was like, no, this is not right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I need to do something about it. <laughs> yeah. And so you decided to go the route of creating 
these uh their bags right yes their bags okay so you go back to you go back to where'd you say i think it was oaxaca yes okay so you go back to oaxaca and, and you find these two ladies that were already doing it right so tell me about you know how how you how they decided to work with you and 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 what what kind of impact that made in their life i guess um it was like a mutual feeling like they were like okay sure i mean they trust me that was the first thing they trust me mm-hmm. when i went there and i told them hey i want to start creating bags where we're going to make beautiful bags it's not going to be the typical one and it's going to be made out of recycled plastic and upcycled materials everything is going to be handmade we're going to reduce co2 emissions and we're going to reduce plastic waste and not only that like i will support you and I will give back to them as well because I'm also teaching them business skills. Um, I'm helping them out. And from two, we already have nine people. And what really created an impact, it's when I went back and I asked Adelina, I was like, where's your husband? He's like, he's gone. I was like, what do you mean? Like, he's gone. I was like, yes. He's like, no more. I make enough money to pay for my food, take to care take of my care kids. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Yes that can no longer, he's not going to hit me anymore. And that's when I was like, yes, I'm making an impact. Maybe not in 10,000 people, but one person that was able to rescue from a domestic violence, that's enough for me. Because I also come from a domestic violence. I mean, my last relationship was horrible. And I know what it's been through, going through that stage. And I was like, more than ever, I'm here to support you because that's my team. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how does one take, you know, uh, like take even these bags and turn them into something that you can turn around and sell and, and, and market to, to the public? How, how did you uh, transition there? Tell me a little bit about the, the business aspect of what you were doing there. Well, well, everything is handmade, right? So we, we, I pretty much go to this recycled company in Mexico, buy all the recycled, the little straps, and then we deliver this to their houses. They work from home. Um, that way they're 100% in control of their time. And when they're ready, we go pick it up and then we do, do finish the final details um, here in the US, here in San Diego. Okay, so um, they, do, they do the bulk, the, the major stitching work. Yes, let me show you. Um, here's one. <laughs> That's beautiful. That does not look like trash at all. Yeah, and we put the liner inside, and they're actually water resistant as well, and they're easy to clean. Yeah, I hope so. They're plastic. Yes, <laughs> they last forever. That's beautiful. Yeah, and 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 it's it's taking people's trash, and now now that's the that's the irony, huh? Right? You you used to it's- throw bags and now you're you can carry them that's a that is a like my wife would like that bag it looks like it's a good size it can hold you know her laptop her all her stuff that she does for her school like that's a beautiful bag yeah thank you so i started uh that was my first model right now we're up to seven models um different models um it takes a lot to come up with a new model because it's not like just leather where you fold and you're cut and no it takes like you have to create this mold with the wood and then had to re- have the right measurements it takes that one it took me three months to make to come to with it. perfection yes so and how how do you uh how, how's it working as far as you know your price point and your marketing strategy to let people know that this product is not just a bag that you buy yes it's a beautiful bag yes it's a quality product 
but it has reached beyond what, you know, your purchase is more than just a purchase to some big name store. Well, right now I pretty much share the, the, my, the bags, they have a voice, they speak for the environment, they speak for the, for the community and they speak for people's dreams. You know, like someone who purchased my bag, I don't call them customers. I call them change makers and I really admire them because they know who they are, that they don't need any brand recognition. They're so powerful, and they're the 1% out of the 99%. They're here to make a change in the world. And, I mean, they know who they are. So that's pretty much how I start selling the bags, because of them. Not because I created this, because of them, because of them. Like I get to know more of who they are. And every time I get so inspired and so admired and it's an honor to get to know them. So tell me a little bit about, about, you said you started about a year ago, right? Selling the bags. So tell me a little bit about how business has gone. And then now with everything that's going on today, how has that affected your business? So I started, well, actually Mavis by Herrera, it started, it's going to be 10 months ago. Um, Two years, I started with a different concept. I didn't like it. I shut it down, and I started Mavis by Herrera. Um, at first, like, people didn't believe in me, what I was doing, that that was a joke, like how, I mean, I sold my car. I sold a lot of stuff. I was like, I don't need this. I don't need this. Because when you don't have nothing, you have everything, right? Mm-hmm. That's my philosophy. So, and yes, I had a lot of rejections and it was a lot of no's, but it was like, okay, I was walking next to fear. I was like, I have to be stronger than this. And whoever was being negative, I was like, excuse me, like I have a vision that I need to follow and I'm following it. And if you're not on my path, please stay, step away, right? Yes, yes. And and I continue and then, and then I start getting, after negatives, I start getting few positives and I stick with the positives and then my sales started coming up um I had my first sale here in San Diego and then I have my other sale in Germany and then another part of the world and I said if people really buy in this product because they do believe in it they get it and that's how I start escalating so right now it's just I sell online and I'm uh two stores here in San Diego and one in Chico California so it's going right now how it's affecting me well, of course, sales are slow. People are concerned about uh, what's going on with uncertainty and they want to spend their money on food and everyone is scared. We don't know what's going to happen. And for me, it could be, this, is, this could be the end of my business. And I, I understand, but before I, if it's going to be the end, yes or no, like I will fight for it to not be. But I can still bring and do something positive. So for every bag that someone purchased from me, we're going to support small businesses with a gift certificate. I'm personally going to go buy them and I'm going to make sure it goes to someone in need. So I'm going to support that's because I can still, we can still do great, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that that's one of those uh, things that we have to start getting a little creative in what it is we do. Um, I was, I had this, this, um, couple the other day on the podcast and what they they have a they have a 
screwball peanut butter whiskey, right? And and they take their marketing budget and they turned around and, and started instead of spending it on ads and promos that they were normally doing, they would take that money and they gave it away to different organizations. So since they're in the bar industry, they had a a bartenders association. They had a couple different other associations within that industry that they donated that money to. And it's just a smart way of saying, look, this is the money that I had. I'm going to put it over here. What you're doing is very much the same thing. A part of the money that you make of every purse is going to your advertising costs. And rather than spend it on advertising, you're going to be like, look, let me just take a little bit of this profit that we make. And I'm going to give back to other businesses that also need help. That kind of you know inspiration to people, I think, is is super powerful. It's what is going to continue to help small businesses survive during this time because this is going to be a short period of time. Whether or not it's going to be a month, six weeks, and nobody knows how long this is going to be, but it's small period of time in the grand scheme of things. And what you're doing, even though right now it's just a drop in the bucket, it's a drop in a bucket that if we can just continue to show people that there's an opportunity to do things like this, to take the trash that we've that we've created and turn them into beautiful products that we can use that could last a lifetime, that plastic was not going to biodegrade. It was going to sit in the ocean or wherever it was exactly like that. Now it can continue to sit in its purpose, but now it's its useful purpose. It doesn't go away and stay in the landfills. And then by you contributing back to society, you're taking not only our trash, turning it into something beautiful, but you're also making a profit and helping other people in your community to, to be able to thrive. And that to me is a huge plus. Like people need to look at what they're doing and look for ways to be positive, ways to find opportunity in things that, that look perilous. You could have given up in life when you had your own physical ailments, but you decided to push forward. And those things, those, those are beautiful things. I hope people will recognize the fact that when they buy a bag from you, it's not just a bag. There's, there's purpose behind it. There's motivation behind it. There's, there's families that you're supporting in other countries behind it. Then even now what you're doing with the gift cards here, there's people that you're supporting around you. So, you know, there's, there's, you know, yes, we're struggling. We're going to get some stimulus package money. I don't know what people are going to be spending their stuff on. Hopefully they're able to survive. But if you find it in, in your, in your budget to have a little bit extra, maybe you're going to go buy some, a purse or something. Maybe you buy something that's a little bit different this time to show people that you're giving back a little bit, right? That you're helping a little, that you have a little heart. Yeah, you can go and get your Gucci. I'm sure you could do that. But if you just try just a little bit during this time to help smaller businesses, it's going to make a big difference in the long run. Yes. And I mean, I know we're going through hard times and we don't know how it's going to last. And I am the type of person that always get excited for the unknown. Right. So I'm trying to see this as positive. I mean, people come to me like you should be taking care of yourself. And I'm like, but if I can help others, why not? You know, and that's, that's, that's my vision. That's also the vision of Mavis by Herrera. That's one of our values to give back. Like behind of our backs, we do a program that's called Shoes for Stars, uh, where we get the pair of shoes and then we invite the community to paint them for free. And it goes from one star, which is the key, to another star, to another kid in need, um, who are barefoot or it's a boy wearing a princess shoes because their parents can't afford a tennis shoes for them. And so I do a lot of things behind the backs. Uh, one is choose for star. The other one is to empower 
women's, uh, the ladies from Oaxaca teach them business skills. How in case someone else come, like they know how to do production, how to sell their product, how to sell their labor. Um, I also, I want to put together a three months program where we can support everyone who has been self-broken, you know, like mm -hmm. inside to rebuild them because they can't see what's the best inside of them, but we can, we can see the best of you and we're going to let you know. So when it's going to be a three months program, so when you're ready to go back to the world, there's going to be people still with hate and negative, but because you know who you are, you're going to respond with love. And that's how you eliminate hate in this world. That's, that's, uh, that's such a difficult perspective to get across to a lot of people. You know, they usually respond, Hey, with hate. Um, you talked a little bit about, about when you were first starting this thing out, when you were just in a, in the concept phase that you had people telling you, you're crazy. Like that's not going to work. This, and, and you kept, you know, focus forward. And I often tell people that, you know, when you have a vision, you can clearly see it's, it's like, it's like the word vision where you can clearly see where you're going. But when you try to explain it to other people, oftentimes they can't see the same vision that you see. They don't see the end product like you see it. And because they don't see that end product, they struggle with supporting you. And maybe they're coming from, maybe they're people that you care and, and, and love and they're close to you. And they're telling you from a place of love, like they don't want to see you fail. They don't want to see you get hurt. So they're telling you, you can't do it. But it's just that they don't see that same vision. How did, tell me a little bit about how you kept going forward, even though people were telling you that's not going to work. Yeah. So it was actually, it was, it was hard. I'm not going to say it's easy process. No, it's not like me, like building like 10 years of experience, international business. I had background in in marketing, international business, uh, accounting, finance, digital marketing, and digital analytics. I mean, have a complete background. And they're like, you, for them, I guess they saw me already successful because of the corporate job, my nice car and everything. And then one day I'm just put my two week notice, sold my car and I'm done with nothing. And there, it was very shocking, right? But I know what I was doing. I mean. And yes, it's hard. And let me tell you, you have to be your worst enemy. It's going to be your own mind. So you have to be stronger. You have to teach your brain yourself to be stronger than your own thoughts because you are. Because everyone else can be telling you all this negative. But if you allow your mind to believe that, then that's it. Yeah, so you, Those negative thoughts had to be tough when you giving a two week notice in a job that has your security, like you knew your paycheck was coming every, every pay period, you knew it was going to be there. You knew if you, if you had to go somewhere, you can hop in the car and go to the next spot. You knew that you were going to have a roof over your head. Like you had those things. And the moment you make the decision, but take the action to do those things, there has to be doubt going on in your head. Like when you're going to submit your two week notice, it's one thing to say, you know what, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this and, and put it off. Right. Like, okay, next week I'll, I'll do it. Okay. Next week I'll do it. Okay. Next week I'll do it. Right. You can continue to do that. But when you take the action and actually put in that two week notice, or when you decide, you know what, I need more cash. I'm going to sell my car. You know what? I can wait another week. You know what? I can wait another month because you, you, you don't want to give that up, but then you take the action and actually sell your car. 
you're you're absolutely right. It's it's you in your head that's going to stop you from doing things. You you are now in control of your time. You're in control of your effort. You're in control of your outcome. Like everything is dependent on you, and that's kind of a scary thought. It is scary, but I like when I give my two week notice. I remember having this conversation with my boss, who he is amazing, um, David Price, one of the best guys. I mean, best boss. Like he's so human. I told him, like, look, it's time for me to give this spot to someone else to grow, you know? It's time. Uh, and he understood, and he let me go. He was okay. And, I mean, he's great. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was tough. But I'm the kind of person, like, I start one week before, two weeks before my two-week notice, actually. I start, okay, meeting fear, right? I'm scared of flying. People don't understand because I'm a world traveler. I was flying a lot of internationals um, to Central America for work. I was flying a lot. Um, and they're like, how can you be scared of travel of flying? I'm like, I am. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Just because you do it doesn't mean the fear goes away. Exactly. But it's because I, I it's part of my work. I have to do it. So what I did, I booked a, a flight here in San Diego, one flight class. And this, like, can gliding pretty oh much is open to the air. I, and I went and I did it. And it was one of the best feelings ever. Yeah, so you I conquered your face that yeah. Yes. So I was like, whatever I'm scared of, I'm just going to go for it. And I needed it to leave everything because, like you said, you always have a paycheck coming. So you... So for me, in order to give out the 100% best of Mavis, I needed to let go of everything. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to give my 100%, you know, because I don't have nothing. So in order to have it again, I have to let it go of everything. You got to burn the ships behind you. That's 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 ballsy. That's a, that's very <laughs> gutsy right there to be able to do that. And then, and then, you know, push forward, but you're right. If there's nothing else to go back to, then the only way to go is forward. What advice would you give yourself if you had to start over again right now from scratch and you could talk to Mavis at the beginning, or maybe when you still had the job, what advice would you give yourself? Um, I, honestly, I will do it like everything the same way. I wouldn't change it. But I guess one is like I did mention that when I was first starting, I I started so it was a different name, Alba Coulter, and it took me two months to build the website. And and after I did that grand opening online on the website, I shut it down for days because I didn't feel it, it wasn't mean and I didn't like it. So during those two months of building the website, I was trying to be perfectionist so my advice is let go perfectionist you will perfect it later on the way because you have to be open to change when i first started Mavis Barrera, it has been evolved completely the past eight months to what it is now but now i'm and it's gonna continue to evolve because that's who we are i want Mavis Barrera. it's not gonna be one definition it's gonna be an evolution of human, of nature, of doing great, you know? Um, so be open to change, get comfortable to change and be okay not being perfect, just being you. As long as is, I am who I am, that's okay. 
Yeah, I've, I've always I've always heard that that uh, perfect is the enemy of done. If you try to be perfect at everything, you'll never get anything done because perfect is a fallacy. It doesn't actually exist. Uh, you know, if, if you're a religious person, there was this one guy that was perfect. But other than that, like there is no, there's no perfection, right? Everybody else is imperfect. That's what makes us human. That's what makes us flawed. That's a, that's what makes life beautiful. The fact that you that you experienced such a, a position where your body is flawed and you experienced a close uh, visit to death's door, like you understand that there is no perfect day there is no perfect time there is no perfect product but there is a time there is a product and there is a way you just got to step forward and go and move in that direction yes and the other thing is just like not i learned that because you don't know how to do something don't say i don't know like just go for it learn because we have so much open material to learn i mean I didn't know how to build websites and I build my own website. I do my own photography. Like if you go on my website, mavisbyarrera.com, everything you see there, it's made by me. I haven't hired no one to do it. So being limited on resource on money because I'm self-funded, it gave me the opportunity to bring out other things about me that I didn't know I had. Mm-hmm. That determination. So. It's funny how that works. And that's one of those situations where a lot of people are in now. You're you're becoming self-funded whether you wanted to or not. You're putting your you're backed up into a corner. This is a perfect opportunity. You have time in your home. You're you're experiencing a quarantine or lockdown. Use this time to develop some of those skills, to develop some of those systems, to put in the effort that you want, because you never know what's gonna come out of it. You can come out of this quarantine much better individual than with than when you went in. Yes. So, so embrace me, this time, you know? <laughs> exactly. Embrace it. So tell me a little bit about uh, about how, how people can get one of those bags. Where can they go to get that information? Um, can they find out about the different organizations that you're, or the different uh, programs that you're doing? Yes. So they can go right now online, um, mavisbyherrera.com. They can go on my Instagram, Facebook, mavisbyherrera, and they can send me a message if they're here in San in San Diego, uh, I can deliver the bag, but I'm, we're also doing free shipping. So, and the cool part when you purchase one of this bag is the return policy is up to two years. Like in two years, if you no longer want this bag because you want a different color, you can always return it back to us and we're gonna give you a 40% discount that will apply to another bag. Nice. Because these things are going to last forever. Yeah, <laughs> they last forever. Away. And I know, like, people want different colors back, so why not? Yeah, Just yeah. give it back to us. And right now, we're helping, we're supporting the people in Oaxaca. Actually, it's my team who make these bags right now. Especially right now with the coronavirus in Mexico, it's hitting really hard. What's going on is actually very scary. But we're still producing the bags. Like I say, the good thing is that we work from home. So everyone is working from home. Um, we're making sure like the bags like are clean, everything is right, and we're still shipping the bags. And we're also supporting here small businesses. Uh, this Friday, well, tomorrow I'm gonna go and buy some gift certificates. And if you know people in need also, send me a message. Like I would really, really wanna help out with providing food or something because that's what we're doing right now. Perfect. Mavis, I know we're gonna have you, we were supposed to have you on April 15th on the show, but. <laughs> 
but you know, I, I had all these time slots open up with with everything going on, and I I really thank you for coming on the show. This your story is very inspirational. It comes at a good time when when people need to start looking at the positive things um, going on with so much so much despair, so much uncertainty going on out in the world. Uh, it's it's beautiful to see people doing things in a positive light and having that that positive attitude that things you know tomorrow the sun will rise and and things will go on and if you can make an impact in somebody's life today in a positive way then you're already winning yeah thank you for having me of yeah, course keep the positive going you know <laughs> yeah of course uh ladies and gents make sure it's com, right yes cool and uh what we'll do is we'll drop the uh the link in the in the comments here and then i'll put it in the show notes when the when the podcast goes live or when the podcast goes on on air and uh hopefully we we're able to help some small businesses and and support small business and support your small business all right ladies and gents that's all we got for you guys today peace and we're out thank you for listening to the business bros podcast are you interested in being on the show are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now, or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.